Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Let's go through our themes together, starting with the theme for the year one to go. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Amen. And the theme for this month is wisdom by light. Amen. (laughs) And we see that from Daniel chapter 5 and verse 11. Daniel 5, 11. And I read, There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him and king nebuchadnezzar your father your father the king made him chief of the magicians astrologers chaldeans and soothsayers let's take it together one to go there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy god and in the days of your father light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Amen. Cornerstone, let there be light. Cornerstone, let there be light. Cornerstone, let there be light. Clap your hands together. You may please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. We rounded up the month of January very, very powerfully well. And we're starting the month of February on a very, very high note. We're going to be partaking of the communion towards the end of the service. So please let our hearts be opened. And let's begin to interact with the light of God. So wisdom can be the result in the name of Jesus. Now, in our Bible studies this month, we're going to be exploring the seven pillars of wisdom. Let's go to, thank you, thank you. Let's go to the Bible. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12 and 14. 12 to 14. Proverbs 8, 12 to 14. Whenever we begin to speak about wisdom, many things happen. People get angry. People get frustrated. You know, all kinds of things happen. People feel insufficient. There's something that the discussion of wisdom does to people. It is why people fall asleep in class during the message. People just believe the moment they see wisdom, no, I can't understand it. But I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Because the mind you and I have is a mind given from God. It came from God and it was given by God. And in fact, it is the mind of God. Being brilliant, being smart, being wise has nothing to do with the grades you got in school. I need you to understand that because for some... The, 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 
school system has damaged your view of yourself when it has to do with wisdom. Somebody puts a curriculum together and said, if you, if you don't get grades in these subjects, these this marks, then you are this. And it is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever seen. You know, and people are just being destroyed, being damaged. People who have capabilities have been relegated to almost nothing. Because they didn't understand math. Because they, didn't, they couldn't cram socials. Because they couldn't figure out geography. It was just in my late 20s, early 30s, I understood North, East, West, and South. So many people have, have, have their self-esteem damaged because of a school system that was meant to build people up. So when we begin to speak about wisdom, some people just tune out because in their mind, they are not smart. And on the other hand, you have some people who the school system has propped you up. And from some of those, they'll come to this topic with, with pride, saying, yeah, yeah, this is, this is mine. Not from a place of humility, but from a place of pride. It is why many times those who graduate, you know, very, very, very well in high school, struggle in university. A large percentage of them, if they are not careful. So please, regardless of where you are, we are speaking about the wisdom of God. And every single human being, especially those born of God, have the capacity to understand wisdom. Because it is a gift from God. Can I hear you believe in amen? amen. So, he says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Which means wisdom is saying, prudence is with me. And find out knowledge and discretion. So here we see two pillars of wisdom already. Prudence and knowledge. And let's go to verse 13, please. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. This is number three. Pillar of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. Remember, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the moment a person begins to fear God, they're already growing in wisdom. The moment a person begins to despise God, like Solomon began to do, they're already going down in wisdom. And he says pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth, wisdom hates. Okay? Now, verse 14. Counsel is mine. This is... This is number four, pillar of wisdom, counsel. And sound wisdom or sound judgment. This is pillar number five. I am understanding, pillar number six. And I have strength, pillar number seven. So you now go to Proverbs chapter nine and verse one, and you see that the Bible says that wisdom has built her house and she has her seven pillars. So this is the Bible telling us, Solomon himself telling us, that wisdom has seven key pillars. If Solomon had all the pillars of wisdom, he would, have, he would never have failed. Impossible. Just like a house with a good foundation will stand no matter the wind that blows against it. 
Solomon only had about four pillars of wisdom. And one major one he lacked was the pillar of the fear of the Lord. And the moment that fear of God, the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3, I believe, and Solomon loved the Lord. But the moment that fear of the Lord diminished, then his wisdom became foolishness. And the so-called wise man began to say in Ecclesiastes, all is vanity. Vanity upon vanity, <laughs> all is vanity. That sounds like a depressed person. Sitting in his room with all the blinds closed. Why don't you go out? All is vanity. <laughs> all is not vanity for me. No. Jesus did not say all is vanity. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So we'll be looking at those seven pillars and trusting the Lord as we behold these things, we'll begin to become those things. As we behold, we begin to become. So our first stop is the pillar of understanding. Understanding. To stand on something. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 1. So the first pillar is what? The first pillar is what? Understanding. That's the ability to know why. To know why. To know why. To know why. The ability to know why. What is knowledge? But why is understanding? The Bible says in all your getting and my getting, we must get understanding. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is a principal thing. Not money, but wisdom. Therefore, make sure you get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get the ability to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Is it possible that some come to church and don't understand why they're coming? It is possible. So when they face one or two hiccups, they stop. Is it possible that some tithe, some give without understanding? So when they face some issues, they stop. It is like paying premium, insurance premium. I say, oh, it's been two years, no, nothing happened, so I cancel it. You, you know that that person lacks understanding. But a person who has understanding, maybe their basement has been flooded before. <laughs> or they've had an accident before. They'll say, no, no, no. Till Jesus comes, this insurance will be paid. <laughs> Some have gotten life insurance, and after five years, they canceled it. My insurance broker, when I got mine many, many years ago, about 13 years ago, was saying to me that he, 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 he went to speak to a particular family about life insurance. And um, the father asked him, so who will get this money? Said so after I go is your children. I say forget it. I'm not doing. It. <laughs> so I'll be paying this amount every month, and somebody will get that money. Forget it. You understand that there is no understanding. There is no understanding. May the Lord give us good parents, and make those that are already good make them better. In the mighty name of Jesus, but people can organize flashy funerals. And do all kinds of things when the person pass away. And leave debts for them to take care of. God forbid. 
God forbid. Now, understanding. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. And give attention to no understanding. So which means one of the ways that we walk in understanding is by giving attention. So one of the ways understanding comes is by paying attention. It is why, for example, children who cannot pay attention in class would most likely have learning difficulties. People who cannot pay attention in a conversation would obviously have memory issues because you were not even there. Oh, I don't remember names. No, you, you did not hear the name. So attention is one of the keys to gaining understanding. Attention is one of the keys for gaining understanding. I came across an article on Vanity Fair where someone was reporting on the, you know, Vision Pro, this Apple goggles. Um, it's not, not goggles, but virtual reality thing that is quite pricey. Um, was talking about how powerful it is and all those things. And this reporter was saying that they, he, he or she, I think it's she, experienced it and she was just raving about how good it is. But then she had an issue with it. She said she just realized that whenever she's in that environment, everything just feels so wonderful. But by the time she comes back to her reality, everything else just looks so bland and so colorless. And she was likening it to an addiction. A person that is high on something. When they are high on that thing, everything else is just like, wow, life is good. But when the high wears off. And she said a particular investor was saying that he loves that device, but he prays it fails. Because according to him, Apple is like a high-tech fentanyl distributor. Posing like a rehabilitation agency and I said this is very deep <laughs> the way the world is going attention is, is a very very scarce commodity now attention the ability to just focus and not every two minutes go to the phone go to the computer I need to quickly send this email I'm listening to him I can hear him can I hear him? He just said, he just said. Now, I heard that. <laughs> In their mind, they are present, but they're actually not present. So he's saying, give attention in order to get understanding. So one of the things that we must be growing in by the help of the Holy Ghost is the ability to pay attention. So in all you're getting, get understanding means in all you're getting, Make sure you discipline yourself to pay attention. So one of the things for me, I'm, this is not a hard and fast rule. I'm just, we're just sharing wisdom. No notifications. I remove all this watch, no nothing. I don't want things buzzing and just, I want my mind to be able to capture information. I, I want to be able to ruminate on something without being 
jerked in and out and just disrupted all over the place. And for some people, it has a more disastrous effect because of your natural rhythm, the way God made you naturally. It's like some people should have, they have no business with, with caffeine because already their nature is caffeinated. <laughs> their entire being is caffeinated. <laughs> when we used to have singles meetings at the house then, one wonderful leader came. Highly caffeinated. <laughs> Maybe she had like six or seven espresso shots. Man, she was like... <laughs> I kid you not. She was vibrating all over the place. Asking questions. Yeah, I have another question. And I said, what is wrong with her? She's naturally energetic. Then she said she took X amount of espresso shots to stay awake. Because then we'll have... Basic leadership class till 10. Then after 10, we'll now start singles meeting till like 2 a.m. or whatever time. Those were the hardcore times. <laughs> Some people have no business because those things will mess up your ability to pay attention. And the mind is going all over the place. But the moment your attention is locked... You begin to see, it's, it's like, it's like you, you connected your, 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 your you, you're going to buy gas and you connected the nozzle to, to your car and then the gasoline can begin to flow. The attention is that connection between the nozzle of, of the, of, 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 of the, from the pump to the car itself. That's the attention. The moment it is locked, then virtue, understanding begins to flow. And that's what we call the aha moment. Oh, finally I got it. Not because it, ha- it wasn't being said before, but because your attention was not there. So I believe, and I'm glad God has called us into education, I believe every child is brilliant. So long as we can get every child to pay attention, it is why the Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. The rod itself has no power. The only power it has is to, is to encourage a child to pay attention. Glory to God. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the, the second hearing is understanding. Comes by hearing. So the, the, this pillar of understanding is critical. Now, every other pillar is good, powerful. The only one that is next to, is higher than understanding, is the fear of the Lord. So even if a goat fears God, that goat can be the wisest goat. (laughs) Oh yes, that's, that's what the Bible is saying. No matter who you are, no matter what I am, no matter my, my giftings, capabilities, lack of it, abundance of it, it doesn't matter. If there is a fear of God, it means that we have hope. If you, if you and I can just begin to fear God, like Joseph said, no, 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 but I fear God. It means that wisdom will begin to flow. Every pillar of wisdom will begin to flow. So other than the fear of God, the most critical pillar is understanding. The ability to understand. I can assure you, the moment you and I begin to understand, you see that life will begin to 
to, to get more and more colorful. More and more colorful. With knowledge, people respect you because they know you know something. With prudence, people will follow you because you know where you're going and you protect them. With understanding, you can replicate things. You can repeat things until infinity by the grace of God. Now, how do we get understanding? I'll look at this from two perspectives. Number one, the state of our heart and then the actions we must take. So number one is the state of our heart. And then number two will be the action we must take. So one is our being, then another one is our doing. What kind of a person gets understanding? What kind of an, in, what, what, what's, what nature do we have to have to be able to get understanding? Imagine a waterfall. I have the water flowing from the top to the bottom. If you and I can, by the help of the Holy Ghost, position ourselves at the bottom of the waterfall, water would always fall to you. That is the posture that is needed to get understanding. And that's a posture of humility. A person at the bottom of the waterfall will not struggle to get water. And we are, we are saying it this way because only God and you sees your own heart. Or anybody else God chooses to open it to. Because the person can be listening now, nodding their head, smiling, looking. And, but God knows the heart. He knows. So some can say, I still don't understand. I've tried everything. But God knows the heart. He knows the posture of the heart. A posture of humility in positioning ourselves at the bottom of the river so the water can keep flowing down to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. One of the things that helps us to posture ourselves well is to know. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. It's, it's, it's so interesting. One of the ways I know somebody knows is when they know what they don't know. If I ask someone now, what is chronobiology? Someone like chrono, chrono who? <laughs> but, 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 but the person who has an understanding of biology will know that that is a branch of biology where they look at the rhythms, natural rhythms in the body around and all that. They might not know the details, but they know enough to know that that is a branch of biology. And somebody else read a biology textbook, they got an A in, in high school biology. And in their mind, anytime you say biology, they just believe they know everything. Because they know the digestive system. And they can draw it. <laughs> they know the immune system. <laughs> and they can draw it. If anyone thinks he knows anything, anything, he knows nothing yet. So when we grow in knowledge, you, you begin to realize that it, it gets more and more specific. 
When you're in nursery school, wide range of information. <laughs> you get to high school, and then you get to the top of the pyramid, PhD, and they'll tell you just a tiny bit. Just find a little aspect of knowledge and begin to research it. And they'll tell you, don't even expect that this would move the needle at all in the realm of understanding. This is a posture of humility. <laughs> One of the most fancy things to look at for me is when pastors gather in a pastor's meeting. Pastor's conferences. Many times people don't take notes. At least that I, that I have seen. Except maybe some big person that everybody agrees is big speaking. Everybody else, oh yeah, yeah. So how many members does he have now? Fifth, no, no, no. What does he know? <laughs> so, John 3, 6. They even finish quoting it before you finish. Let's turn our Bible to John 3, yeah, 6. For God so loved the word, I only give it. <laughs> if anyone thinks, I learned when the Holy Spirit is asking me questions. My first default answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If someone with PhD in applied mathematics is asking you what is one plus one, you need to pause and say, define one. <laughs> define plus. Define the other one. And they'll know that mm, this person is, uh, is wise. But somebody else is just jumping too. Of course, it's two. <laughs> As we're hearing these words, understanding is flowing in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we come to that realization that we don't know enough. And it will help us to pay attention and listen. And one, one, one of the things that helps us is also to know that there are people who speak that must be listened to. It is why, for example, you go to a doctor's office, you see their credentials. You go to certain places, they, they, when they're inviting a speaker, they'll tell you who the speaker is. So to help you and I to quickly position ourselves, that this person knows what they're saying. So when Gabriel, the angel, appeared to Mary, appeared to Zacharias, rather, he had to introduce himself. I, I stand before the Lord. I'm not just some random guy in heaven. <laughs> I, stand, I stand in the Lord's presence. So when I'm talking, you have to pay attention. So when the Holy Ghost comes, you, 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 you explain your, a person's severe health issue. And the Holy Spirit says, go and drink three cups of water. And you're arguing. Then he has to remind you, I am the Holy Spirit. I know everything about everything. I was there when you were made. One billion of you, I was there. I know your problem before you even understand your problem. Go and drink water. The heart posture, the heart posture. Where, where, where is your heart? Now, what do you need in order to be able to pay attention to somebody? One of these days will teach on the identification of grace. 
Because for some people, it is age they look at. And, and let me clarify, not just the number age, but the look. The look. The look. Because you can be 60. If you don't look 60, they won't respect you. So some people need to go and dye their hair and come back to the stage. Ah, wisdom. <laughs> you need to ask yourself. For some people, they look at the wealth. Or the appearance of wealth. Because I've realized people who are not too wealthy, who are broke, are broke. Those who begin to make some money, 100K and, and, and so on and so forth, they want to show off. Then those who become millionaires, they show off more. Then billionaires, they want to hide that they are even rich. So a lot of times they gather in places where people who are non-billionaires and co will not be able to see them. Because it begin to get riskier for them. <clears throat> I watched a documentary where they were speaking about the migration of billionaires every year. How they migrate around the world. When they go to a particular part of the world for Formula One races, where they go with their yachts, with our yachts, and we go somewhere else. <laughs> you better say amen so I can give you a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying that a lot of it is so that they can maintain discretion. Maintain discretion. What do you look at before you pay attention? It is why some people will not pay attention in church. But they will go somewhere else with, with lesser revelation. And they will pay so much attention. Is anybody here, you, you ask your MBA teacher how much they have in their bank account? How many businesses they've started that succeeded and is still running? And for some people, they look at accent in order to determine who they will listen to. And some, they look at the pattern of speech, how fast you are talking. If you are talking fast, must be very smart, very smart. Please, please pause, let me write down. <laughs> so naturally, there are things you and I look at. Depending on how you were raised, your experiences, depending on who you have beheld, all kinds of factors. So we need to do some soul searching in this thing called understanding. And for some, they look at, they look at pride. Or, 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 charis, or charisma. If you're not prideful, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not noisy, if you're not a noisemaker, if you're, if you're gentle and calm, they'll think you don't know much. So we need to ask ourselves, what, what do we look at? Because, you know, <laughs> there are people that will be talking that you can, you, even your body, your eyes know you cannot, you cannot go to sleep. Because deep down in you, you just know, no, I have to hear everything they are saying. And there are some, if you are not even sleepy, you convince yourself to sleep. <laughs> are we together? Are we together? And for some people, people will speak very plainly. They don't pay attention to them. But people will speak in a complicated manner. Big grammar. Just combined words. 
are the ones they listen to. Ah! <laughs> so, you know, but when, when I listen to, 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 to elders, not just in the faith, because I, I, I read broadly across different industries and genres, you know, I see that there's a common consensus that except if you are a consultant who is paid for the big words, everybody else, <laughs> you <laughs> they understand and they agree at that level that the simpler you communicate, the more you know. I was listening to a physicist who was just so, the way he was talking about E equals to MC squared, he was like he was talking about a beautiful woman. He was just so in love with that. He said, you, 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 you don't understand why love equals to MC squared. I mean, it's just, it's the, the, the simplicity. It's just, it's just <laughs> and the interviewer, Stephen Cobell, said, are you talking about a woman? Because people at that level understand. He said, you see, I'm a physicist. I know how complex that equation could be. But yet it just came as E equals to M." C squared. And then he just rubbed his heart. Ah. <laughs> Simplicity. So what do you look at in order to determine whether the person you are listening to is worthy of your attention? There are many of us perhaps we might never have listened to Jesus when he started his ministry. We'll come back three years later when the multitudes have gathered. Say, excuse me, Jesus, I was here in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I have to talk to you. <laughs> ask yourself that question. Better still, ask the Holy Spirit. And for some, they, they look at people based on race. Depending on the color of your skin. That's how they did And for some, sadly, it's gender. I've, I've said this before. Gloria Copeland said it herself. That there was a particular man who was listening to her preach. And the man so believed that no woman was worthy of his attention. But she was just spitting bars. So he paid attention. But he was telling himself, this is Brother Copeland speaking. <laughs> this is Brother Kenneth Copeland speaking. That's what he was convincing himself of. So he could pay attention to her. So when she was done, he went to her. Thank you, Brother Copeland. <laughs> for some a woman cannot make sense it's so unfortunate now you can roll your eyes if you're a woman and say how dare you and if you're a man too who are a feminist sympathizer that's okay too <laughs> you see but we all have the things the bias that we have we all have it we just need to be aware of it and deal with it as quickly as possible for many people especially those who Immigrated is usually accent. They can even go to a hospital and the doctor will show up with an accent and they're like, mm. <laughs> doesn't know what he's saying. Ah. <laughs> so, is there any other doctor here? <laughs> oh, Jesus. An accent is not a representation of wisdom. It's just the way people speak. 
If you were born in Italy, you'd be speaking in a particular way. If you were born in Lagos, Nigeria, with no access to English early in life, you'd be speaking in a particular way. <laughs> it is not a representation of wisdom. Please, if you're raised in a home with very strong parents who insisted you spoke your natural language, you'd be very smart, but with an accent. Some people know what I'm talking about. I understand. So, the state of your heart is what guides and determines our attention. It is why some people have resorted to bragging in order to get people's attention. Because many speakers have realized if you don't brag, people will not listen to you. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You decide. I knew at the beginning of the ministry that if I started to share encounters I was having and all of all that, many people would have paid more attention. But I made up my mind to say no, because God said so. You preach the word. So people can grow based on the word, not based on the encounters you have had with me. It was difficult. Because some would think you don't know what you're saying because you're just saying, you know, John 3, 16. And we have to love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But when you say, Jesus appeared to me and told me, ah, Jesus. <laughs> he came yesterday at exactly 3.29 p.m. No, sorry. A.m. Because I don't sleep at all. And Jesus just walked in. And everywhere disappeared. My walls were gone. And smoke filled the whole place. And I said, dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> Why have you come? <laughs> That's what people like. So when you cast out a demon by holding hands and saying, be gone now in Jesus' name. And they don't fall. People are like, ah, no power. When they are just dramatized and I say, what's your name? <laughs> My name is Chantel. <laughs> From the evil kingdom. <laughs> and they are vomiting things and people are like, wow. Ah, he has power. Wow. <laughs> I've been chasing after you. <laughs> you see, people like to watch... <laughs> I want, I want some people, if that is what you like to do, going on YouTube, watching deliverance videos, <laughs> you'll soon be full of demons. <laughs> A pastor shared something. He said in the beginning of his ministry, he also used to like to do those things until the Holy Ghost warned him one day. He said, the Holy Spirit said, I gather people for you to teach them the word. And then you allow demons to begin to teach them. Because you don't know every time a demon opens his mouth, he's telling lies. Oh, it's because I saw this. And people are like, oh. He's feeding them with lies. Out of ten things, the demon says, nine can be true. Like how the devil quoted scripture for Christ. But one, that's one lie can destroy a person's life. So they'll leave a service instead of being empowered. They are, they are filled with fear. Ah, this paper tower can be a demon. This one can be a demon. 
There's a demon of mics, demon of this, demon everywhere. Yet, they were supposed to have received boldness and confidence. So I don't gather people for you to allow devils to talk to them. So he adjusted his ways. But some have not adjusted. Drama. Uh, uh. <laughs> come, come out and keep quiet. <laughs> Let God speak from his word. No devil can be talking where I am. No, no, keep quiet. Keep quiet. <laughs> there was a time Jesus was teaching in the, in the synagogue and the demon was trying to validate him and say, oh, you know, Jesus is the son of God. He said, quiet. Keep quiet. <laughs> keep quiet. <laughs> Glory to God. What, what do you look at to determine if, you, if your attention is worth giving to a person? What do you look at? 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 Do people have to brag before you listen to them? Do they have to flash expensive things before you pay attention to them? There's a generation now of young people. If you don't wear Rolexes and expensive sneakers and all that as a past, they might not listen to you. And looking at you, they'll zoom into your shoe. Ah, man, nice kicks. Then they'll zoom out now, they'll start to pay attention. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. We're speaking about understanding. But we need to look at people's results in order to pay attention to them. Who should you... Now, so, so we said the state of the heart, number two, is actions we must take. And the first action is to ask questions. The moment your attention is locked because you're validated, then the next thing is now to begin to ask questions. And you ask questions from three key people. Number one, ask yourself questions. I realize that reasoning is a process of interacting with information. Interacting. What you interact with will be difficult to forget. The interaction. So as you're hearing me speak, you are asking yourself questions in line with what you're hearing. And that's the interaction. And you do your best to stay focused. So when I ask the rhetorical question, what does it take for you to listen to someone? You are now asking yourself that question. So Emmanuel, what does it take for me to actually listen? Not condemning yourself, but you are engaging with yourself. What does it take? What does it take? Do I look at people's appearance? Do I look at their age, their gender, maybe their height? Do I look at their, their width? Do I, like what, what? You're asking yourself the question as you are hearing the message. And that's good. That is good. Then you ask the Holy Spirit questions. Then you have to ask others questions. Asking questions is like chewing food. is <clears throat> what you do when you are chewing food. That's, that's what you do when we are asking questions. We are breaking down the information to digestible parts. It is why you, 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 nobody can understand every single thing in a 30-minute message. The first time they hear it. It's not meant to be that. 
It's not meant to be that way. It is why if you listen to this 10 times, you hear something you did not hear before. Because when you're hearing it, you, you, after a while, you, you jump off what is being said because now you, you've, you've, the Holy Ghost has created a different track for you. And that's absolutely okay. You begin to engage with that information. To ask yourself questions, to challenge your thinking. Before you ask, is this person qualified to speak? Ask yourself, am I qualified to know if they are qualified? <laughs> you know, it's so sad. You see people who don't even know what God's voice sounds like. They can tell you somebody's a false prophet. They don't even know how to hear it. Even a cat meowing, they can't interpret it. Yet they, know, they think they know enough to point to somebody and say, this one is false. You should be able to know what is true, to know what is false. Am I qualified to be able to say that this is? So, 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 so if I look at a nurse, I, I don't have the capability to know. That's why the, 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 the nursing association is doing that for us. And say, we know what it takes, so we are telling you this one is a registered one, this one is unregistered. So listen to this one, don't listen to this one. The College of Medicine, of doctors, whatever they call them, they, they are the ones doing that for us. Am I qualified to be able to know? And if I'm not qualified, <laughs> then I have to go to a person or a group who has the ability to tell me who is qualified. So, so you can't expect a new believer that just gave their life to Christ today to be able to know what a good church is. That's why we have the book, Now That You're Born Again, What Next? And one of the chapters there is about how to identify the right church. How will somebody know that where the eyes is the right place or the wrong place? Is it based on how the minister is shouting? Is it based on the singing? Is it based on how you feel? Is, is it based on the community? I mean, I, 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 how, how do we determine that? So we have to be humble enough to know when we actually don't know how to validate for example, because that's on my field, I, 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 ca I cannot tell you whether a person speaking as a neuroscientist is qualified or not. I can't tell you that. Because everything they are saying sounds like Greek. Not everything, many things. <laughs> so, 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 so I have to be able to ask somebody else or go somewhere else. Maybe there's a list online somewhere. And go, maybe, maybe, you know, he or she is teaching in a school somewhere. There has to be a way for me to identify how qualified that person is before I now pose my questions to them. Is the Lord speaking to us? So the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, they listen to those people, the apostles speaking. They've never heard this before. We don't know if these guys are qualified, but what they are saying sounds good. So they went back home and they opened their own Bibles to go and validate what they were saying. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. These people are speaking. We've never met them before. What they are saying makes sense, but we're not going to swallow it hook, line, and sinker. So we'll go back to a book we know is qualified and we go and validate. So, okay, this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. Oh, I see. 
It is why in a place where they want to deceive people, they first tell you to throw away your Bible. Not literally to throw it away, but it will not be referred to. Please listen to me because there are, there are many thieves, many wolves everywhere. When you talk and talk for one hour and you allow demons to talk, yeah, there's nothing about, let's open a scripture. And you quote something so fast that people don't even get a chance to even open it, look at it. <laughs> there's fire on the mountain. Run, run, run. Validation. 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 A person who knows what they are saying will be confident in telling you and I to go and search it out. So am I qualified to know if this information is true? Then you're asking yourself questions. The moment you realize, now, now, if this is your church, this is where you are, you don't have to be asking yourself that question before every single message. Is he qualified? <laughs> but someone who is here newly should be able to ask a question like that. Not someone who has been here for five years, three years, two years. No. These are questions you're asking. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, call on me. So ask me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things to come. This also includes not just prayer, but asking questions. Are we together? Ha. Asking questions. Call on me. Who is me? God. He's qualified. Speak to me and I'll give you your answers. And show you great and mighty things, which you do not know. But if you believe you know, then you will not ask me in the first place. But if you think you don't know, then that's why you'll be asking questions. Now, let me speak to some people who say they've been asking God questions, questions. They've not gotten an answer. You see, God has a curriculum for everybody. It is not every question we ask that we would need an answer to immediately. For example, you cannot be asking about an understanding of Trinity. And God will give you an answer. Because you don't yet know who the Holy Spirit is. The components of the Trinity has to be understood. Before he will now come and say, now, this, those three manifestations, that's the Trinity. So there are times where we are asking questions. We're not getting answers. Keep on asking questions. I ask a question from God. No answer. I keep it in my heart. I meet someone I think should have an answer. I pose the same question. If they are sensitive enough in the spirit, the Holy Ghost can tell them to know I'm not ready to give that answer. Because there's a curriculum. There's a, there's a, I, I've said this many times, and you'll be hearing it a lot this month of wisdom. Information has to be properly sequenced for it to make sense. If you think about everything that makes up the engineering curriculum, don't tell me you can just mix and match. And what should be learned in the fourth year, you can go and teach it in the first year. And you say knowledge is knowledge. No, 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 no. That would be a bunch of confused people. They won't get it. Knowledge has to be well sequenced. 
and is building on each other in order to gain understanding. So there are some who come for mentorship and we start from what is the understanding of love? No, but I want to understand metaphysics. No, no, no. Let's start. <laughs> Daniel was above astrologers, magicians. What is love? John chapter 3 verse 16. Stay there for some time. And somebody else will come. Okay, let's start from here. Let's start from here. So, so it is that understanding that God is good and he doesn't hide information from you. So when I ask and I am not giving, I have to behave like a child who is not entitled and accept that correction and keep asking other questions. But one day you wake up and the question you left long time ago will now be the curriculum, the, the, the course in focus. And you now begin to go deeper. And you begin to go deeper. Like some are asking, Holy Spirit, how can I walk through walls? <laughs> I heard in meditation, I can just pass through us. <laughs> and the Lord is saying, you, still, you cannot forgive your neighbor. <laughs> you, are, you want to walk through us. <laughs> you get stuck in between the walls. <laughs> so you'll be asking one question, but it's talking to you about other things. This is the reason why. He's asking you one question. You are asking him one question, but he's speaking about other things. This is the reason why. Glory to God. Ooh, hallelujah. What should I be asking? Hmm. What should I be asking? The right questions. So when you hear a word like this, understanding, and, and you want to understand, what kind of questions should you be asking the Holy Spirit? There are many ways I know if a person is paying attention or not. It's the questions. There are certain meals that you don't need to tell us you ate. If we come around you, we can, we can perceive the aura all you have to do is talk. We can, we, can, we, can, we can understand what you have consumed if you actually did consume it. Understanding. Now let's go to Daniel chapter 5 verse 11. Daniel 5 11. Daniel 5 11. There's a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. We've spoken about the state of your heart. We've spoken about what you do. And the primary thing you do is questions, if you want understanding. But there is a component that is very spiritual in nature. And that component is the spirit of the Holy God. There is a spirit in man. And the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Way beyond the question you asked or did not ask. Way beyond anything. The spirit of the living God inside you is giving you understanding. When the Bible says God gave Solomon wisdom. And you see he wrote thousands of parables. Spoke about this, spoke about that. It meant that when he looked at a bottle of water, he just understood it. He just understood what it was. 
When he looked in the sky, he just understood that this is the moon. And this has to be the way to get to the moon if you want to. People like Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, and all, all of, a lot of these folks, the understanding they had was by the Spirit. Isaac Newton meditated. Mercy, regularly. In fact, he's known to sleep, in quote, with heavy objects in his hand. And I've thought that before. To be in a state of drifting. So he doesn't, so, so he's, he's between sleep states and the awake state. He's reading about the sea of Apple. He was saying how their vision pro help with meditation because he meditates a lot. He's been meditating for many, many, many years. Seeing the types of products they have in their secret lab is, is I mean, almost until only Jesus knows how many years from now. They'll be releasing a, the, the vision pro they are releasing now. They've had it. I've been working on it for about 10 years. And many, many other things that might never, ever be released. The spirit of the living God just giving understanding. They just look at things, look at people and understand. In fact, when we speak about discernment, it simply means understanding. The ability to look at people and just understand them. Way beyond their own understanding of themselves. The spirit. The spirit. Now, if we, if we link this with Ephesians chapter 5. Excuse me. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14, please. Yes. And let's go to 15. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See then that you walk circumspectly. Okay, let's start from 13. Ephesians 5 from 13, please. But all things that are exposed. And to gain understanding means for something to be exposed to you. Its inner components are exposed to you. It is no longer a black box. Please, don't, don't zone out. Don't let the devil rob you. Stay focused. Pay attention. Pay attention. You're not sleepy. You're not tired. Pay attention. If you have to shake your leg, pay attention. <laughs> All things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes things exposed is called light. And if you are delight, if you are not delight, if you are the light, it means wherever you stay by the help of the Holy Ghost, you can make things exposed. It doesn't mean understanding always comes instantly and you don't have to labor or study. No. Daniel said, I, Daniel, understood by books. So there is a laborious, laborious aspect of understanding where we have to put in the effort. If I have wisdom, then why, why do I have to study all through the night? Can't I just do fastest reader? <laughs> and I just have understanding. No, that is laziness. So when we go back to Daniel chapter 5 verse 11, 
You see why the Bible says there was light in him. Light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found inside of him. I believe part of the evidence of that light is confidence. Not arrogance, but confidence. You know, it takes confidence to read a book because you believe you can understand. But people who don't have the belief will not even bother reading. And for many people, they don't read because they are afraid they will not understand. It's a step of faith to be seated here in person or lying wherever you are or standing. Only Jesus knows because we cannot see you. It takes faith to be connected to the service, believing you can understand what is being said. It's a step of faith, light, and understanding. So when you expose yourself to light, have that belief that when you look at something else, it would open up to you. Like people who like to do puzzles, crossword puzzles. How do you figure out the words? For me, I do it in a mathematical way. But for some, they just look at it and they just see. Anybody understand what I'm saying? They just see the letters. Oh, this is this. Oh, this is that. Oh, this is... That's what understanding is like. Some, some words might be more difficult than others to find. But you just see. You see. You see. You see. You see. You see. And people say, wow, she has lots of understanding. He's so full of understanding. That's, that's, the, that's the confidence. I can look at something and it can open itself up to me. The Bible says, lift up your head, O ye gates. The gate might be a book. It might be a course. It might be a person. Lift up your head, O ye gates. I am coming with glory, light, and revelation. And I believe you can open up to me. An environment can be a gate. A group of people can be a gate. A, 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 <laughs> a boss can be a gate. I remember many years ago, one of my, you know, supervisors, a project manager, was a lady. Very, very, very interesting woman. She was shorter than me. I first thought it was the height because, you know, I used to be short, so I know that Short people, sometimes we just believe that we're angry people. So I explored that and I said, no, it's not because of that. And many people were complaining about her. And she was one, she was my project manager. So I had to work with her, report to her. I had many choices, one of which was to look for another job and move on. But I, 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 like, to, I like challenges. To some degree, there's, there's a time where you leave. Okay. One day, I, 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 I just realized I had not talked to God about her. I said, Lord, who is this woman? Is this a demon? Is this a human being? Like, open her up to me. And I kid you not. The Lord said, she's just been difficult because of a situation with a family member. That's a life or death situation. That's why she's the way she is. I said, really? Hmm, okay. So when the Lord said that to me, he gave me an understanding of her. 
So one of those days, she's a massive smoker, so always she go smoke break, smoke break. One of those days, I caught her from one of our smoke breaks and attempted to have a conversation with her, which was like a, a taboo in those days. And I asked her a few questions. So how's, how's your family? How's, how's this? How's this? How's that? I knew where I was going. I couldn't just tell her, the Lord said to me, your family member. <laughs> to be very strange. You're sure you don't have understanding. <laughs> and we started talking and she was open and she opened up. Oh, one of her sisters had an accident. She's been in a coma, a death state for, for years. The family has been fighting with the husband. The husband said, pull the trigger. The family, they are saying no. And that's been the battle for years. And then she started crying. I said, hey, do I stand up? Do I tap out? <laughs> After that day, we became close. But I was still happy when I left her. <laughs> Understanding. The moment light comes, understanding can come. And we have access to light. I was fellowshipping with God, but I didn't take that matter to the light to look at it. It's like you're reading something in the dark, but then there's light somewhere. You can turn on the light and bring that document, that paper to the light and look at it. The same paper you're looking at in the dark and not understand. Is what you can understand when the light comes on. In a very practical way, the light simply means stirring up the presence of the Holy Spirit. There are questions I will not ask until after I have meditated. Until after I have prayed for some time. Until after I have worshipped. It is why, if you notice, many times during worship, I pick up my iPad, I pick up my iPad, because the atmosphere is charged and I'm getting answers. Just like you're not going to talk to someone when they're hungry, asking for something important. Wait till they finish eating. It's just simple understanding. <laughs> In the same way, you, 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 you want to make sure that the connection between you and the Holy Ghost is strong before you begin to pose certain deep questions. Same spirit, you are the same person, but the sequence of your question. Is a, is a function of understanding. Just begin to speak. And writing, 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 writing. And then worship is over. We'll get to announcement. And then after again, he begins to share things. I mean, just understanding the way you, we sequence things. So way beyond the state of your heart. Of course, your heart has to be right for the Holy Ghost to speak to you. And asking questions, it is, it is stirring up the spirit of God in you. Now, now, understand this. The Holy Ghost will never, would never allow you to replace every human being with him. Because he knows that that's a recipe for pride. No matter how strong your connection is with the Holy Ghost, there will still be some things he will send you to people to get. To keep us humble. Imagine if someone like Moses never had to ask any human being for anything. He would have started his own religion. But Jethro came. 
regardless of Moses' deep connection with God, he still didn't know what Jethro came to give to him. And Jethro said, if the Lord permits, so it means Moses would have taken it to God. And God said, yeah, that's true. So let's go through a few scriptures to enhance our understanding. As we begin to prepare to take the communion, which is a shot of light into our system. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books. Understood by the books. It doesn't have to be books you read. It can be books you hear. It can be audible. Daniel didn't have audible in those days. So So don't say, oh, I have to read the book. No, it's just interacting with light by, through materials that others have written. I don't know how else to say it. If you don't read, if you don't interact with materials, there's a problem. Now, I love podcasts, but, the, but not all podcasts are born equal. Some podcasts are gossip columns. Because when someone says, I listen to podcasts, I want to know what kind of podcast. Some are just people bantering and just, you know. So, so, so it's just like, oh, I read books. What kind of books? Is it, is it romance novels? That, that's not the book Daniel was talking about. <laughs> he, didn't, he wouldn't have understood. He would have said, I, Daniel, got confused by books. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So we'll go through a few scriptures to enhance our understanding. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Let me hear you say, I love understanding. I'll pay the right price for understanding. It says, brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice, <laughs> be babies. But some have flipped it. In malice, they are professionals. They can, they can hate you deeply, but they'll smile at you. <laughs> My friend, my friend. But the malice is deep. He's saying, be, be, don't be, be, be advanced in understanding, but be babes. When you look at little kids, you can tell if they are not talking to one another. It's obvious. <laughs> when you look at adults, it's also obvious because they are mature in malice keeping. After 10 years, you now realize... What you did 10 years ago, ah, I was bad. I didn't forget. But in understanding, be mature. I will be mature in understanding. Psalm 119 and verse 99. Psalm 119 and verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Why? Because I meditate. I meditate on your testimonies. Let me explain. Than all, your, than all my teachers. A person coming to share a testimony is teaching us about a testimony. I've realized some people don't even understand their own testimony. <laughs> they don't understand. Oh, my enemy, my enemy, my enemy. And, <laughs> and then my friend, and this happened, and now everything is gone. I just want to thank the Lord. And they just walk away. (laughs) 
So he's saying, I meditate on people's testimonies. Lord, how did this person get this? Someone rubbed the oil on their eyes. And then this happened. Lord, how did that happen? Someone heard me speak about the ability to disappear. So in meditation, he went to God to ask, how did that, how is that possible? And God gave him an understanding. Testimonies. Meditating. Not what somebody wore. Or how someone looked at you. No, no, no. The testimonies I heard will be one of the things I'll meditate on. Lord, how, which principle did they follow in order to get this result? Are we together? Same chapter, verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. And when the word comes in, then understanding is the result. The entrance of your words. One day I was reading Math, the book of Matthew. Before then, I didn't know that you can be reading this person, begat this person, and begat this person, and be begatting, and be begatting when they are not Bugattis. Amen. That, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know I could be reading that and get understanding of anything. In my mind, I'm just, I want to quickly pass through that to the real revelation. And then the Lord said, go back. Go back and look at that. Oh, this generation, and then this, go back again. I said, ah. And then I, it, just, it just hit me. About the perfection. 14 generations, 14 generations. And then he began to explain seven perfection. And so, I said, Jesus. After then, when I see begat, I pause. Lord, what are you saying? <laughs> no matter the word you read in the word or in an anointed material, there is the opportunity for insight. Psalm 119 verse 104. 104. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Precepts means his word, I get understanding. Through your word, I get understanding. I get understanding. Through your word, I get understanding. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What does the Bible mean by your own understanding? It means assumptions. An assumption is your own understanding of a situation. In fact, the Bible says, and this is, this is, this is, this is scientific in nature. In fact, it's the basis for science. Validation. The burden of proof. Validation. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is confirmed. Lean not on your own understanding. So even though God tells me, this person does not like you. How will I know that's the voice of God? There has to be validation. I don't just take that and say, yep, and I begin to, to say this person does. No, never. No, the Bible says, even when Jesus appeared to me, I have to get validation of what he said. Because a demon can appear as light. That's what the Bible says. So if it's just what I hear by myself, it's just my own understanding. Until it is validated by another light, it's just, it's just assumption. And it must not be taken seriously. So many live their lives based on assumptions. Oh, the government has stopped doing this. 
How did you know? Did you go on their website? No, somebody told me. Yet you have internet. You have Google. And you are educated. We should give you a holy spanking. By, by, and bring, include the angels of God to keep... to. to I mean, someone said, the Lord said to me, assumptions are the lowest form of knowledge. Lowest form of knowledge. And we are, we are, we are better than that as, this, as a species. Species, species, species. We are better than that. We're better than that. Make up your mind. I would not take steps based on assumptions. I want to, you're going to Superstar, somebody told you, oh, they've closed. And then you turn back. <laughs> and you go back home. My question is, what is your problem? <laughs> no, 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 no. Really, they've closed? As you're telling me they've closed, I'm checking online. Say, Apostle, you don't trust people? No, 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 I'm following scripture. Now, but, now, but, but if you are the Superstar manager, now that's a different thing entirely. But some random person telling me Superstore has closed. <laughs> and I don't check Google. Check my temperature. <laughs> Assumptions are the lowest form of knowledge. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your understanding. As, as we begin this journey of wisdom, let this be fired up in our soul. The devil will try to tell you, no, if you confirm, it means you don't trust the person, they'll feel bad. No, 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 no. My life must be accurate. I'm not living my life based on how someone feels. If that is what I was doing, I would not be in Canada today. There will be no ministry today. There will hardly be anything good if you lean on people's understanding. If David leaned on the understanding of his brother and the others, Goliath might still be alive to today. <laughs> he would have died. <laughs> it would have been almost impossible. If David was going to ask people, what do you think? Do you think I can beat Goliath? How many years have you been a soldier for? <laughs> no, it would never happen. No, no. Is the Lord speaking to somebody? And finally... The Ethiopian eunuch said, or Philip said to the Ethiopian eunuch, do you understand what you're reading? There are people whose grace is to help people to understand. That's why we go to school. You can be the most brilliant person. That's why Jesus was questioning them in the synagogue. He was the light, but he understood that there are people who have been given grace to help others understand. I'm not sure if they have such movements now, but I'm sure they still are. People who say they want to do Christianity by themselves. They were hurt by the church. That's really what happened. But they say, no, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. So they sit in their homes and they read the Bible by themselves. We should do that. But they say they will not associate with anybody. I'm not part of any church. I just read my Bible by myself. I follow everything the Bible says. Um, those people would abide in the congregation of the dead. According to what the Bible says. 
If Jesus could go to the synagogue, synagogue, not church, led by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, what is he telling us? What is he telling us? The most, the, the, the most wicked people in that area, yet Jesus was going there regularly before the church was now formed later in the book of Acts. So please, when you have labor to understand, then engage the ministry of light, of teachers. Those whose ability is to give people clarity. Go to a church, a Bible-believing church. Read the right books, materials. Other people have written about it. Go and read it. Go and read. Go and read. Oh, Lord, make me enlightened. Oh, Lord. And God is saying, enlightened believer. No, Lord. Make me enlightened. So when you are standing, you want to be able to say, nobody taught me. I did it myself. That's, 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 that's the spirit of pride. I heard something when I was young. I didn't know it poisoned my heart. One of my uncles then, he must have had good motives. You know, I saw him playing an instrument. Very good. At least at my young age, I thought he was the best at it. And I said, oh, who taught you? He said, oh, no, no, nobody taught me. I was self, self, self-taught. And that just sowed a seed. I didn't know it was a dangerous seed. So instead of going to learn, I'll be struggling to teach myself so I can say self-taught. Self-taught. Until one day the, the Holy Ghost operated that nonsense. Who, 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 is, who is self-taught? Who is self-taught? What, 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 what does that even mean? You didn't look at somebody playing and, and, and have an understanding? If nobody sat with you to show you, you must have looked at somebody else. In case if there's anybody here with that kind of a demon, demonic idea, I want to be self-taught. So, so I, let God approach that from us now in the name of Jesus. So we humble ourselves. So, the, so, so Philip looked at that man and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he was humble enough to say, I don't understand. In fact, my eyes are crossing now. I don't, I don't understand. Then Philip came on board and began to show him. And it didn't take time. It didn't take time. A little bit of effort and the man understood. There are people who carry examples. That will just diffuse the cloud of confusion. And it should just make sense. The Bible says, go to them that buy. Go to them that sell, rather. These people have understanding. You see the results in an area. Consistently, over time, it means there is some form of understanding. I've been trying to do my devotions consistently for years. I've noticed you do yours consistently for years. Not two days, three days after come and see. No, 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 no. For years. How do you do it? Glory to God. Please put our hands together for Jesus. The month of February has started. And I know that the Lord will keep enhancing our understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now we're going to partake of the communion. And I'm sure you want to ask, ask the Lord. Lord, give me understanding. Even as I partake of the communion tonight. But before we get to that, anyway, we'll sin against him according to scripture. Let's begin to examine ourselves. And ask the Lord, Father, cleanse me. Wash me clean in the name of Jesus. 
For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the body of Christ together. same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes let's take the blood of Christ together Father, we want to thank you. We give you all the praise, we worship you, we adore you. Thank you for the privilege to gather here tonight to begin the month of February in a very powerful way. Thank you for the gift of wisdom that Daniel had, that Solomon had, that Esther had, Abigail had, many other greats in scripture that David himself had. And of course that Jesus has. Thank you because we have access to that same spirit of wisdom. Thank you Father because you are enlightening our path. And your wisdom is coming upon us mightily. May everyone who is sick. In spirit, soul or body receive their healings right now in the name of Jesus. Let us live here strengthened and empowered and fired up for a glorious month of February in the name of Jesus. Let this communion be a preservation tool in keeping everything that is valuable in us and around us from every assault from the kingdom of darkness. Our going out is blessed and our coming in is blessed. And we will forever have numerous things to thank and glorify your name for. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. And let's give the ushers uh, the cups. And you may please be seated for a moment. I'll just take one or two or three questions if they are. And then we round up in prayer. I'll just take one or two or three questions if they are. And then we round up in prayers. their questions. Praise the Lord. Now, let's remember something very critical as we prepare to uh, share the grace tonight. You and I have access to wisdom. Wisdom is not just for a group of people, but for every child of God. Please don't count yourself out. In fact, if you believe you don't have it, then it must be the reason why you keep pushing that father you did not create any dumb person my mind is capable of capturing wisdom I am capable of operating in wisdom and I will not stop until I gain access to that wisdom and let me say this to some people Luke chapter 2 verse 52 says and Jesus increased 
in wisdom and stature. For those who believe, they already have wisdom. And that's the reason why everybody says I'm wise. Everybody says I'm wise. The more reason why, because the Bible says Jesus increased in wisdom. I believe you're here connected here because you already have wisdom. But let us open our hearts to increase in that wisdom. I already have understanding, but I want to increase in that understanding. I have the fear of the Lord. I have prudence. I have sound mind, sound judgment, good counsel, strength. But I, I want to increase in that wisdom. And I'm trusting Jesus for the miracles he will do in our midst. And most importantly, making us ourselves the miracle workers. Please rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.